Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? Welcome back into another show of Believe in Commanders. It's your boy, Anthony Armstrong. I got my guy, Brian Murphy, all the way down there in Atlanta, Georgia, hanging out at the schoolhouse. Um, guess because he's, he's there all year. That's right. Don't stop over there. Don't stop over there. Always learning, always educating and, and teaching the youth our future of America. What's going on, Brian Murphy? How you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you should. I, I really believe you should learn something new every day, even if it's something small, even if it's about somebody. I think you should learn something new every day. So I'm trying to do that. Um, I, I need to focus. That's why I'm in the school actually doing it. But I'm good. We're getting to summer, which means uh, hot weather, training camps, all that good stuff. Uh, but things are good here. How is it in uh, Texas? You know, things are great. The weather is is good. It's that pre-summer weather. So it's it's 80, 85, mm-hmm. uh, not quite in the 90s. We know in July and August we're going to have another, you know, triple digit streak of just hot weather. I should not yep. triple digit streak, a double digit streak of triple digit weather. Let me clarify. I don't want yeah, people yeah, to think yeah. it's, it's going to be 100 days of just <laughs> just straight hell that would be uh, coming from the sky that would be a record that would be i would be inside uh to say the least but um no it's gonna get hotter and i I know that but the weather is nice man kids are enjoying being outside running around getting some fresh air yeah so vitamin i almost said vitamin c i think what do you get from the sun vitamin d d i believe yeah it's vitamin d so we're getting some of that man we're soaking all that stuff in connecting with nature it's gonna be a fun summer it's gonna be a fun summer in ashburn as well because otas are on their way they're underway right now it's ota season or uh, session phase three is what they're Mm -hmm. calling it um and this is different than whenever i was you know running around out there phase three now includes that you can wear helmets and you can do some football activities you can play you know some seven on seven You, you can do some team drills you can actually install the offense and the defense and we'll talk about that later on in the show uh we're gonna hear from the head coach uh we'll hear what head coach ron rivera said he's not on the show this week we Join tried us whenever coach it's always open always open somebody send this and tag ron let him know that he um is able to make it on this show but brian we're gonna he's gonna tell us about bet online that is our sponsor for the show and all our shows we appreciate those guys over there at betonline.ag brian murphy tell them all about it yeah, I, I realized this weekend watching the PGA Championship that we are in such a sweet spot for sports. I know we're missing football as far as games, but obviously training camp and all that good stuff is coming up. But we've got basketball, we got hockey, we got baseball, we got soccer, all of that. And you can bet on all of it, all the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports and info for the NBA playoffs, for NHL playoffs, for MLB, like I said. It's all there at betonline.ag. It's your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. Like I mentioned, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, all the way to UFC and boxing. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. So you can check that out as well. Lay down a couple bets, play a couple games yourself right there from your own home. So grab your computer, your laptop, your tablet, whatever it is, and get into the action today. Head on over to the website, betonline.ag. Use our code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. It's for first-time users only, but on your first deposit, you get a 50% welcome bonus. So head to BetOnline where the game starts. And I know you you grew up 
Go ahead. I was gonna say I know that you're looking to have Cam Rogers on soon and, and talk a little bit of betting. He's our believe uh betting guru so excited to always hear what he has to say uh, but there's a lot of fun stuff that you can check out there at bet online it really is a lot of fun stuff i was gonna jump in and say they had a banner come across it your welcome bonus is up to a thousand bucks so you put in 2k you're gonna get a thousand dollars back uh, you can also jump in and play that money way giveaway floyd mayweather the champ um i saw an instagram video my man has like 30 cars man all black uh, Ferraris, Porsches, Rolls Royces. Uh, there wasn't a Honda or Toyota in sight, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. I'm sure he's got uh, he's got a pretty good collection of cars. Either way, he has a contest on BetOnline.ag that you'd be able to check out as well. And they have free contests too, which is awesome. I think that that makes yeah. it. Hey, why not? Hey, let's, let me throw my my name in the hat and see what happens. Um, so slide on over there to BetOnline.ag using our code Believe B L E A V. Now let's get talking some football action. We're on the field in Ashburn. Um, Eric Bieniemy is out there coaching. There's, there's a lot of talk about what he's been doing, the impact he's had on that offense. I'd love to hear more. I would love to hear from guys on the team about what he's brought in. Um, Ron Rivera has been speaking as well, and Brian has a little bit of information about what Ron has said. What have you heard uh, from Ron Rivera recently speaking to the media, Brian? Yeah, we are recording on Wednesday, May 24th. So this is right after he spoke, I think, for the first time since the team, um, you know, kind of gathered together. So it was kind of a big deal. Um, the first off the top, we were kind of talking about it briefly. Armani Rogers went down with what looks to be a torn Achilles. So that's a bummer. He played really well uh, last year before. I think he got banged up last year. So that'll be a tough one on a kind of, I think, an interesting tight end room. I think they could add somebody or they should maybe. Um, so that, that, that was a tough blow. You hate to see injuries um, in non-contact and all that. And then, yeah, so he was just kind of, uh, go, go ahead. I, I was talking about, thinking about that tight end room. You really don't have a, outside of John Bates, I guess you don't really have a true tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Logan Thomas converted from quarterback weight. I mean, obviously, yes, that was like 10 years ago, but converted from quarterback. Cole Turner, I want to say, is more of a receiver yeah. type uh, build. Armani Rogers, former quarterback, moving over as well, I think. So um, you just got a lot of guys that are changing positions, but um, sucks to see he's injured. Um, and I, I wonder if that has to do with playing ball now a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah. Than versus what it was in the past, but not knocking the new program. But uh, go ahead, go, go ahead, proceed, proceed. Yeah, so I think just the main questions about getting the team together. I think there were a lot of questions about you know Eric Bieniemy and his impact, and I, I want to talk about that a little bit later from a player's perspective. I want to ask you how it yeah. it changes when you have a new coach coming in. So we want, I want to get to that. But uh, one of the big things that he discussed was Chase Young not being there. Montez Sweat not being there. I'm sure if you're a big time Commanders fan, you are well aware of those guys going into you know contract years. Uh, new new deals are coming up for those guys, whether it be with the Commanders or not. They are not there. It's voluntary. They don't have to be there. Make that very clear. Yeah. Um, but of course, Ron Rivera was asked because Charles Leno uh, Jr. was not there as well. You're starting left tackle, presumably. Yeah. So he was asked about all those guys. He said, obviously, you know, along the lines, he wants everybody there, but they're not required to be there. But I saw that he had been texting at least with Chase Young, which made me feel 
a little bit at ease. Not that I was really worried, but it's always good to know that they're still in communication. And he made it sound like, uh, this is from John Kime, he said, from what I've gotten in text messages, this is Ron Rivera speaking, in conversations, he gets it, talking about Chase Young. He understands it. You want to look at a great example, look what Duran did. Guys that produce for us, we want to keep them around. I believe mm-hmm. Chase has adapted to it nicely. He's working hard. I'll be excited to see him when he has to be here. So Ron Rivera doesn't seem overly worried, so I don't think fans should be overly worried. And I like that he addressed it. And obviously he was going to get asked that, but he, he took it head on. And I think that's the biggest story about the guys that aren't there right now. Um, couple, I, I want to get into that a little bit later, but your, your initial thoughts on anything that Ron Rivera said or anything that you've seen kind of tweeted out about OTAs. Well, the, the, we'll start with, with Chase Young not being there, Montez Sweat not being there. Uh, once again, voluntary. Mm-hmm. It's voluntary. So on that side of it, you don't have to really – you shouldn't really worry about it. Now, uh, from a team side, being being on the field, having been in those locker rooms, I think it's good when you see some of your leaders show up. And and I did see reports of – got to give a little shout-out to Rio Robinson. He, he had – on his YouTube, he was mentioning somebody else had mentioned it, but he was passing it down the line that Montez Sweat was actually in the building. He just didn't practice. He didn't go on okay. the field. Nice. You know, all right. So he was there. He was physically there. And and if they're doing install and they're you know meeting with coaches and players, and I'm glad he's there soaking in that information and showing yeah. that he's there. Chase, uh, from what from what I'm hearing, Chase wasn't there. Once again, not knocking him. It's voluntary. I would still like to see you in the building. I know that mm-hmm. you're playing for, you know, they didn't pick up your fifth year option. And and so now you're like, well, let me make sure I don't, you know, get on the field too early. Um, the way that the season ended for Chase, for Chase, excuse me, with it taking a little bit longer to get the confidence to get back out there. Um, I think for me and maybe a lot of other people in the building, they would have loved to see him show up and, and get to work in the offseason give you more opportunities to see that knee is back to where you want it to be um, doing football type moves, not having to wait until training camp, not having to wait till that first week of the preseason to actually go against uh, a different opponent rather than not, yes. In the off season, it's not padded. You're not hitting, but you still have to have the technique to take on the block, to shed a block, to get in some pass rushes and read and react off of some things. So I would love to see Chase Young on the field as soon as possible. In June, they have mandatory OTAs. If he doesn't show up then, we can can go back over this. But right now, let's not worry about it. As long as the guy shows up in shape, you have to trust these guys are going to be professionals. Um, And maybe he feels like there's more he can gain uh, from working out outside of the building rather than being in the building. Yeah, I, I don't really remember if Deron Payne was there, but, you know, I, I don't think it matters. And I saw a brief tweet. I think it was uh, Scott Pioli, who was big uh, uh, front office member uh, for the Patriots and Chiefs, obviously two successful franchises. And he even said, we're three and a half months away from real football. I mean, if, like you said, we get to June and July and he's not there, then it's an issue. But right now we're so far from real football. Not that these aren't important, but you don't necessarily need everybody out there especially when it's voluntary. So that kind of lands me. I, I want to ask you a couple of these questions. I had thrown it up there for a second. But whether you're a veteran, whether you're a rookie, kind of group it all together as a player, what are you hoping to gain from being at the OTAs? Like why are why are guys that don't have to be there, why are they there? What are they looking to, to gather from the, this time period, from your experience and maybe from, um, you know, other guys that you've talked to? Number one, you miss it. You have been away from football since what mid January, early January. 
It's been a long time since you've actually gotten on the field, run around with your boys, got to throw the ball around, run some plays. There's there's a different feeling whenever you are in football practice and you're in that environment. I visited back in December, hearing the whistles go off and the guys breaking down and going to different areas. I got chills. Hell, I almost stole a helmet and tried to get in a receiver drill, okay? Uh, just being out there on the field gives you goosebumps. And being able to get back out to OTAs, number one, you get to reconnect with your players. Well, I guess that would be number two. Get to reconnect with your teammates. Uh, with them actually working football now, you get to take the install that you're learning. Um, there we go. You, you get to take the install that you're learning up in in the classroom, and you're getting to apply it to the field, immediately apply it to the field. There's nothing better than actually getting out there running around. So for me, you're going to get a better understanding of what you're asked to do offensively, defensively. You're getting that coaching earlier. Um, I heard that you know Chris Rodriguez was getting – was getting rode a bit by Eric Bieniemy, um, and frankly, it's better to get your welcome to the NFL moment in June in, in May in voluntary OTAs. Yeah. You can learn what type of tempo Eric Bieniemy wants. You can learn what type uh, of of production and accountability that he's going to have. Learn that now. You don't yeah. want to wait until training camp because when you get in training camp and you're waiting for, to figure out, hey rookie, you got to go a lot faster. We need you to be better they're not going to make it. It's, it's like drinking through a, through a fire hose. So OTAs is big about learning, trying to get up to speed, get back to what you finished with at the end of the year, uh, quickly knock off the rust, get on the same page with some guys and 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 start to turn some heads. I mean, you think about the young fella, Kaz Allen, he's already turning heads. It's been a couple weeks in yeah. Ashburn. Now coaches can like, hey, let's put him over here. Let's do this. So this is just a way to stack on good days after good days, and hopefully it carries into training camp. Yeah, for, for me, again, using a school analogy, it kind of seems like it's like syllabus week, right? Like you're not going to have any tests. There's not anything that really matters, but it's setting the foundation. And not that it doesn't matter, but I mean, like you're not getting grades that week, that kind of thing. But this is going to set the foundation for the rest of the year, for the rest of your season. And you're right. you rather figure out your mistakes when, when you got shorts on as opposed to getting popped in the mouth or letting your teammate get popped in the mouth because you're not in the right spot come September. So th that's yeah. great to hear. You already mentioned Eric Bieniemy. I think that's been one of the bigger things that people have been looking out for. What is the difference that he brings? He obviously is the offensive coordinator, but he also has the assistant head coach title. I think I saw yeah. a tweet where Ron Rivera is like, that's not just a title. That is that is something that he is he is taking and running with. It sounds like he's kind of tweaked practice a little bit. It yeah. sounds like not just for the offense, but kind of how they structure things. Uh, my mm -hmm. question, again, for you, for a former player, and I don't know if you ever experienced this, but what is it like as a player going in there, uh, whether you be a rookie coming into a new system with a new coach, obviously, or if you're a veteran and you've got a new coach coming in, what does that look like? How do you get used to a new voice? Like you said, how do you get used to his tempo, and what is that? how does that kind of change what OTAs look like? Well, if you if you imagine that you have a dry erase board, and everything you've learned from your previous coach, or if you want to use a school analogy from your previous teacher or professor, is written on this board, right? When you get a new person, new coach, new teacher come in there, erase everything. <laughs> the one thing that one thing that's gonna hold true is that you got to make sure you work hard, you got to do your job. But everything that this coach has given you is now what needs to be on that board. Don't don't go in there and be like, oh well, um, uh, I can't even forget, I can't even remember the old offensive coordinator's name. 
Scott uh, I'm so Turner. sorry. Scott Turner. Yeah. You're yeah. like, well, well, Scott had us doing this. And then EB is going to look at you and say, well, Scott ain't here. Okay. I'm asking you to do this. I'm not asking you to do what you did in the past. If what you did in the past worked, then maybe the OC would be here. And is and, and that's how real it can be. I mean, I, you're hearing how EB's going in there really bringing the energy. I'm reading from a pro football talk uh, article, and you mentioned it. He said, uh, Ron Rivera says, I don't believe you give the assistant head coach title and it's gratuitous. Rivera said, it's not just a title, it's a working title. He's doing those things and he's getting those responsibilities, and I think he relishes it. He's one of those guys who's who very few people are going to outwork. Uh, he mentioned as well, it's been exciting. EB is a high-energy guy, a high-impact guy. He doesn't pull any punches. He's very direct with the players. Um, and, and listening to a podcast, hearing how Ron Rivera talks to players, it makes me think about how LaShawn McCoy was like, oh, well, EB doesn't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. He talks to you in a very direct way. Uh, it's it's a way that I can say wouldn't translate to corporate America. <laughs> um, and, and, and let me not just say it's just EB. This is a lot of coaches just in sports, okay? That doesn't necessarily transition, transition to corporate America. And to be a rookie and really just anybody coming in and having somebody talk to you in a different tone, that takes a little bit of getting used to. You got to know that's how he's going to coach you. And you got you to gotta understand that that comes with just his level of accountability that he wants to hold you to. Um, and, and if you understand that your coach is trying to put you in the best situation to be successful, then you can accept that coaching, even if it's tough coaching. Hell, I played under Bill Parcells, Tony Sperano, some of the toughest guys. So I, I'm well aware, and I'm fine with how EB is going to go out there and coach these guys and push them. So I'm up. I'm glad that the people are up for the challenge. If you want to be around, you're going to do things his way. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, then there's there's 31 other teams that you are more than you know willing and able to go and try out for and see if they can pick up the phone for you. Chances are it's going to be fairly similar uh, in, in another organization as well. Yeah, I think it's something that the commanders have needed. I, I think Ron Rivera is a little more passive. I think he can get fiery, but I think this is a totally different thing, almost like a good cap, good cop, mm-hmm. bad cop, which I think can be a benefit for for the coaching staff and for the players moving forward. But, yeah, yeah it sounds like Eric Bieniemy. it's not just the rookies. Like, he's going to get on to Terry McLaurin. He's going to get on to Jahan yeah. Dodd. He's going to get on to any of these guys if they're not doing what he's asking them to do. And for a guy that's, you know, got two Super Bowl rings and worked with arguably the best quarterback ever and one of the best head coaches ever, you better listen because yeah. it's way better than what, what has been happening in, in Ashburn and the nation's capital. So, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for it. Um, I, I think I, I even saw that they were a little slow getting out of the huddle, and I think that was a knock on Scott Turner getting the play in and that that sort of thing last year. And he he got on to him. He, he said essentially, again, not in the, the most uh, – delicate of of language but he said we only have an we have x amount of time we got to get the play in we got to get it off and it sounded like they they responded to it well sam Howell yeah. got it in a little bit faster and, and got the play off a little bit quicker so it's nice to see these tangible like it's one thing to say like eric b is going to come in and bring all this stuff and then it's nice to see already in day one and day two week one of the full team being together these things already being changed that's encouraging yeah. for me yeah, hundred percent. I mean, here just hearing about it makes me feel good and feel chilled. I, I've read about how Phil Knight will get on, would get on Jordan and Pippen, um, and you know, dog custom, if you will. Yeah. Now, as a as a rookie, and you coming in, you're like, oh my god, he's talking to Michael Jordan like that, <laughs> right? Now, if yeah. you imagine a rookie receiver, rookie running back, oh my god, he's talking to Terry McLaurin like that. He's talking to 
but it's 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 a thing where it's like I'm gonna hold the, our best player to the highest account level of accountability, and you can expect that I'm gonna hold a practice squad or an undrafted free agent to the highest level of accountability. Mm-hmm. It's consistency between the coaches, and and frankly, players recognize it and see it. If a coach is gonna be leaning on Brian, hey Brian, hey man, you dropped that ball, man. It's okay though. Don't worry about it. Hey, just come on back and we'll be all good. But then on somebody else, their their dog cussing them and they're wailing into them. Those two things don't match. That dog mm-hmm. don't hunt. Okay, yeah. those two things do not go together. I want my coaches to walk in and be tough on everybody. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you're you're a parent, you're a dad. Like, there's a time that you have to be tough on your kids, but you also know that you can hug them close and you can and you can pat them on the head and say, "Hey, it's gonna be okay. Look, this is what you did wrong." Here's what I wanted you to do. Let's find a way to correct it. And then the next time it won't happen again. Yeah. And that's, and I, that's, that's what EB is expecting out of his players. He's going to coach them to the highest level. He's going to get the most out of them. And if they don't, then they won't be around. He's yeah. that. And, and I know that there are egos. I think you got to have a, a, a bit of an ego to be successful, but it's kind of like parenting. Like you said, like Eric, Eric is not doing this just to be hard on guys and be a, a tough SOB. He's, he, yeah. he knows what it takes to be successful and he wants the, his guys to be successful too. One thing I'm, I'm realizing, and, and Ron Rivera seems very open uh, about how he's kind of letting Eric Bieniemy come in, and it's almost as if he is the head coach over the offense. I think that's really encouraging. I don't know about you, because I think sometimes, uh, you know, old dogs, it's hard to teach them new tricks. You know, a an, an, an veteran head coach like Ron Rivera, it would be very easy for him to to want to keep control and want to run things his own way. But it sounds like he realizes – my offense has been lacking. I've, I, I let Jack Dalrill and and we've we've combined to put together a solid defense. I've been missing that offense, and it sounds like, at least right now, at least in May, he's willing to let Eric Bieniemy take over. And I think that's refreshing. Yeah. It kind of reminds me. Obviously, Sean McVay was a brand new head coach, but I think his first or second year, he brought in Wade Phillips as his defensive yeah. coordinator, right? So Sean McVay, obviously a really great offensive mind, but he let Wade Phillips just kind of handle the defense. And I think that's kind of what Ron Rivera is doing here. He's like, I know the defense. I know that side of it. I played it for years. I've coached it for years. Now I've got a guy that can handle the other side of it. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. And if he can really like not be totally hands off, you got to be involved. But if he can let Eric Bieniemy run it and, and be successful, I think that could set up for a really fun year. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's that is that's trust. That's trust, and it's also it's delegation. It's understanding. Um, as the head coach, I mean, his it's not his job to go stir all the pots and all the dishes and make make everything. He just needs to make sure everything is presented well and gets out there onto the table. You know, if he can trust that he's got a chef on the offensive side that's going to be able to get that thing done, and all he got to do is taste test that in. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I haven't had lunch yet, so I'm a little yeah, bit yeah. of hungry. So you can apologize for all the on, food analogies, <laughs> right? But, uh, but I, I think it's smart. I really do. I mean, you, you saw what it was like having an inexperienced offensive coordinator. You gave Scott Turner a chance to get in there and to, you know, kind of do his thing um, and didn't didn't get the results that you were expecting. Now you have a guy who, who you know, frankly, should be a head coach in this league. Um, but you're giving him an opportunity to be the head coach of the offense. I think it's smart. Uh, I, I expect this offense to play at a high level. A lot of the just uh, mental errors, you know, the lapses that that you saw uh, from teams of previous years in Washington, I don't think that's going to be it. And yeah. if you do see it, you won't see that player on the field that much longer. I promise yeah. you that much. Willing sure. to, I guarantee that 100%. 100%. So one of the things I want to wrap up on, uh, I, I, I have a 
at least I realized it as the team took the field. And so I want to give you a second to think of it while I give you mine. What's your what's your biggest question mark with OTA starting? Like, what are you most going to be checking Twitter for to hear about this player or this position group? That kind of thing. I want to give you a second to think about it if you, you have somebody in mind. But but for me, the position group, the thing that I realized I have a huge question mark about is the offensive line. I wouldn't say that I'm worried. I would just say I have a question mark because I realized mm-hmm. when they rolled out the the starters today, obviously Charles Leno wasn't there. So, so you know, we know we'll pencil him in. So Cornelius Lucas was there. I'm not counting that. But it looks like the other four guys are going to be four different starters than this time last year. You've got, uh, you got Sadiq Charles starting at left guard to start the week, it sounds like. Nick Gates starting at center. Uh, Sam Cosme moving from tackle. Sounds like he's going to at least start as a guard at right guard. And then Andrew Wiley is your right tackle. That's four different spots that you're switching up on the offensive line. At first, I was like, that's interesting. And obviously, there's going to take some cohesion. There's going to take some time to get it together. But then I realized I looked back and Washington gave up 2.8 sacks per year last year, which was good enough or bad enough, depending on how you look at it, for bottom third of the league. And maybe they need four new guys, and maybe they need a, a difference in there. But I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. You got a couple guys that are moving positions. You got a couple guys that maybe have found new positions. So I'm just curious how that goes. And I know it's going to be a long time before they're actually hitting a defensive line and, and actually protecting Sam Howell. But color yeah. me just just mark me down for putting a little asterisk to watch the offensive line this summer. I like that one though. I, I like that. Uh, that's a group that is going to. I think that offensive line group is going to determine where this team goes this season. If you're not able to keep Sam Howell upright, then you know we'll be picking in the top ten next year. Yeah. Okay. Um, you probably have to see some Jacoby Brissett in there. You know, if you don't keep Sam Howell upright, and that's not because Sam ain't playing well. It's probably because he's gonna get his head knocked off. Exactly. So. Um, I'm with you having four new guys and frankly five since Charles Leno's not there. I don't have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I think that what you're going to see week in and week out and each time OTAs roll around and there's out of the 10 practices that they have in this phase, three of them are going to be open to the media. I'm interested to see if you get the same lineup on the offensive line in all three of those media practices so that sure. they can show one thing. But I, I know that they are going to be shuffling guys in and out. You're going to see yeah. some Stromberg getting some work. You're going to see Braden Daniels get some work. Um, and I think this is what's even bigger about playing ball now. Yeah. Because even though the offensive line isn't necessarily getting physical with people, they, they're learning together. Yeah. That's a unit that has to learn five at a time. Like the guard has to be able to talk to the center and to the right. tackle and say, hey, this is what we're working together, double team right here up to the mic. If you don't have that communication – you're going to have to get somebody out of there. So I'm not overly stressed about it now, but it is something to pay attention to. I do like that. The one that the, I, I kind of have a couple. I, I kind of, yeah, have a it doesn't have positions. to be. Okay. I was going to say, it doesn't have to be a position group. It could be one guy. Just, I'm just curious what you're going to be looking at sure. as, as tweets roll in from OTAs and all that. Sure. One is I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do on that back end. And kind of really, I'm including the linebackers in this as well because you pick up Quan Martin, and and once again, I, I was reading and that he, he's got the start at nickel. Then you had St. Juice and Fuller on the outside, and they were working in Emmanuel Forbes. Um, so I feel like that's maybe their initial, you know, type of look. See what we can get with that. 
Um, are they going to live in a nickel package throughout the year? So I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of experimenting going on on that on that back end. So I'm interested to see how many combinations you get there, um, how they're going to work in Forbes. Is he going to get in there more? Are you going to find yourself in a, uh, a putting a putting a safety at backer? Um, and then trying to find a way to get Forbes on. There's a lot of DBs to work with. So I'm interested to watch that position. Um, and going back to what we started the show with, no Chase Young, no Montez Sweat. I want to see how the defensive line is going to be showing up. You know, is Are you going to get some extra plays out of your rookies, out of those guys, James Smith-Williams, you know, those guys? Um, you got an opportunity. Yes, we know Chase Young is Chase Young. Yes, we know Montez Sweat is Montez Sweat. But anytime you get a rep, against the ones and you can put something good on tape you're you're gonna put a little put a little penny in your piggy bank because the coaches are watching that they know what montez can do they know what chase young can do but if you are able to build up your bank account of good plays to where this team can say well maybe we got something in this guy maybe we got something in in our rookie out of clemson yeah that's gonna help them make a decision on what they want to do in the future so hey you don't want people to get cut, but but you don't want to be the one that gets cut either. And, and I'm not saying they're going to cut Chase or those guys, but the defensive line, players on the defensive line have a chance to actually make some plays, put some good impressions in front of the coaches and see if that's going to help them in training camp and, and potentially help them make this team. Uh, so I'm interested to see how that rotation is going to work as well. Yeah, me too. And, and all this stuff, obviously, we'll be looking at quarterbacks and how Sam Howe does, and I'm sure every – pass he throws is going to be dissected and intersected and all of that we're going to get breakdowns of all of that so there's all that good stuff but yeah those are a couple those are some good under the radar things that aren't going to be um quite in the front of of the the news when you read about commanders ota so i'm excited to see how all that shakes out i saw that sam Howell just uh, he threw a pick not too long ago or at some point today and eric Bieniemy got on him for not chasing it down afterwards so i love to hear that he's getting on his quarterback already uh, that's just kind of how Eric Bieniemy runs it, and I love to hear it. So um, hey. we'll, we'll keep we'll keep on it. I know we'll be covering it all summer long, but it's nice, like you said, that there's football, that the guys are getting back together, that we have actual on-field stuff to talk about. It's a nice break from all the nonsense and you know the ownership stuff and all that. But I'm just glad we're talking about guys playing football for for a change. Yes, indeed. I think you. I think that will be the common play until the the sale is official. I think that's going to happen later on in the summer. Um, but all in all, we we got football. Yes, we got some football to pay attention to. Can't watch none of it, but it's a, it's good to talk about. It's good to to see uh, the media folks out there giving us updates out out there on the Twitter spaces. So appreciate y'all for doing that. All y'all people up in the DC area, the DMV, holding it down for us. Um, real quick recap before we get up out of here. Make sure you guys head over to BetOnline.ag. Check That's out our right. sponsor. Go. Um, I'm pulled up the line. I think I got all these baseball games on here um, that you can check out. You know, I'm a Texas Rangers fan. So and they're uh, solid. They're going to be right there with the Astros all year long. I hope I hope I hope they do something. Man. It was it was back in my days in, in Washington that they were in the playing the World Series yeah. and all that stuff. Ron, so I remember doing doing interviews with my with my Rangers cap on. Yeah, there you go. Ron Washington was the manager and he is in Atlanta now as the third base coach and he is beloved. We we love Wash in Atlanta now. Yeah. 
See, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. But head over there to Bet Online, folks. We're getting a little off track. Um, use our code B L E A V. Make yourself a little futures bet if you'd like to talk about the Commanders. I think they're over or under still is at six and a half. We'll we'll try to get Cam Rogers on a show to see just exactly what he thinks we're going to happen with with some of these futures as well. Um, you can also check us out on all those major streaming platforms, folks. We got the Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. We got YouTube. You can check us out on the Believe Network YouTube um, and check out all the selection of the Believe Network shows. Uh, we got all the teams. We got them all covered. We got a, an athlete and we got a host. So you get to hear from some of your favorites from some of your favorite teams. But obviously you're here for the commanders. So for Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. This has been Believe in Commanders. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Y'all be safe. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.